Good afternoon. This is uh, Salesian Sports Broadcasting. Um, today we are going to be covering the MLB. I'm here with Donald, Jorge, Nick, and Gabriel. All right, so, so everyone knows the Astros won their second World Series ring, but I think we talked about the postseason enough the last few podcasts, so I think it would be cool to just talk about the teams that didn't make the postseason and, you know, their future. So first is the Orioles I wanted to talk about, and, you know, they have a really bright future. They have their rookies, uh, Gunnar Anderson, Adley Rutschman. Adley Rutschman, I think, he... Yes. Second place for Rookie of the Year voting. Now, and honestly, if their pitching didn't get injured this year, they had a serious chance of actually making the postseason. Yeah, I mean, the Orioles team, I was very impressed um, with their winning record this year. Um, And I hope to see that for the next couple of years um, with these young future stars. Um, I think my favorite Oriole, um, I think, was Jorge Mateo. Um, I think he was he was fast. Um, he was good on the field. He could play all around. Um, and I mean, these young bright stars. I mean, if they're healthy throughout the year, like if Adley, um, if he's healthy and if he's hitting home runs, he's getting people in. I think this Orioles team can actually maybe be third place. Um, I have them over the Red Sox. Definitely have to agree here since the Orioles, as we all know, they're one of the worst teams in the American in the American League. No no shade towards the Tigers or the Angels, but they've definitely been uh underperforming as well. So it's so seeing them having a bright future with tons of rookies and and being a wild card contender, definitely I really hope to see them succeed in the coming seasons. While the Orioles did not have as good of a season as may be expected from some people, they definitely do have one of the younger size of rosters. Uh, really, their roster is young. You barely see anybody under 30, except for, like, what, Cedric Mullins and a couple other pitchers and DHs. So I think if they if their coach really works on them, they could definitely uh, – that they could definitely sprout into something new, big, and uh, turn into a good team eventually. Yeah, and I really liked uh, this Orioles team. They had a serious chance of making this postseason uh, behind the Marlins, um, but I, I really didn't think, you know, at all this season they were going to make the comeback that they made. Um, you know, my favorite Oriole this year had to have been, uh, you know, uh, Felix Bautista. The starting pitcher, absolute unit. I mean, it, you know, I don't think people talk about him enough. Um, but he was absolutely, um, I think, one of the special parts of that team uh, that definitely deserve, you know, uh, enough credit. Um, next, I want to talk about the Red Sox. Um, you know, they they had a really, really bad season last in the division uh, last year. Uh, well, this past year. Um and you know, I think their big their their biggest losses uh, this off season obviously has to be Xander Bogarts. I think um, the one of the most underrated players in this league today. Um, I would personally have taken him over Francisco Lindor, but that's a hot take for another time. Um, so 
yeah, I think that's that's a huge loss, but they haven't they have a bright future and I think if they make the right signings and build the team around better players, I think uh, this team will definitely be better. Yeah, you mentioned Xander leaving and not just Xander, Raphael Duffers and J D Martinez also leaving soon and you know, they just don't have a bright future. They're losing all their key players and well, just after this season, it's just not looking good for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, this Red Sox team was just very disappointing. Um, probably one of the disappointing teams of the American League. Um, but, I mean, I'm hoping that I can see this Red, to- Red Sox team maybe upgrade um, their pitching. Uh, Sale, coming back from injury, I mean... He had what one good game against the Twins, and then he was injured again. Um, I mean, if Sale is just—he's getting kind of old, um, and he's more of like—he gets old. He's gonna be injury prone, um, and I think uh, also losing Iovaldi, uh, uh, um, he declined his one-year offer. Um, I mean this. They have maybe one or two bright stars for pitching. Um, their bullpen is not that good. Um, I mean, the only thing that I can see coming out of this Red Sox team is maybe their hitters. Um, if they can keep Xander or Devers, I mean, that'd just be huge for the Red Sox. But if they lose Devers and Bogarts and even Martinez, that offense is just that's nothing anymore. Definitely have to agree there, especially since the Red Sox were a former dynasty. Especially also considering you have Mookie Betts, who was also a former Red Sox, now in the Dodgers. So maybe if Xander goes to the Dodgers as well, it's definitely going to be a tough loss as the Dodgers are trying to build their dynasty. Moving on, though, we're going to talk about the White Sox. Sox? Sox? Get it? I don't know. Tony La Russa, he is not the manager. No, everything is wrong with Tony Lewisa. I am surprised they have not gotten rid of him. It's also disappointing. He retired. Yes. They got rid of him. It was generally a disappointing season for the White Sox. Uh, a lot to be desired. Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson being one of the only key players there. Every, it's... It's been like a downward spiral since 2005 for the White Sox, and there's definitely a lot to be desired. Yeah, um, I think the White Sox um, in 2021 were the top of their division um, and lost to the first round to the Astros, who went on to go to the World Series and end up losing to the Braves. Um, this, White Sto- this White Sox team is very inconsistent. Um, the one year they could have 100 wins, the next they're third and fourth in their division. Um, with Tony, Tony La Russa leaving, um, this is a chance for maybe a young manager to take charge of this team and um, maybe take control of what Russa was not doing. Um, the White Sox can be one of the top teams in the AL Central, um, but I'm hoping to see that the White Sox team can improve. Um, Tim Anderson is a very good player. 
Um, I mean, he's the only guy on that team besides maybe Abreu. Uh, um, Eloy Jimenez was injured half the year. Uh, Luis Robert was injured. I mean, those are just young stars that were injured. They came back, and they weren't providing. Um, and I hope to see them healthy next year. All right, well, I just want to move on to the Tigers now. If you guys, I don't know if you guys remember, but last year the Tigers had a bit, a little bit of a surge. They jumped on a week AL Central and looked and looked like they could have made a, some noise in the postseason maybe, but this year showed that that surge was kind of a fluke. They came dead last in almost every offensive category this year in RBI, slugging, walks, home runs. Their best hitter was utility man Harold Ramirez. I mean... <laughs> Yes, it is sad. Any of you else want to talk about the Tigers? I mean, look, I'm going to say um, the only notable thing about this Tigers team the uh, uh, past year was uh, definitely Miguel Cabrera getting his 3,000 hit. and uh, But that's the most notable thing. I mean, I, I can't really understand how to fix this Tigers team. I mean, I would say, you know, Obviously, with the amount of money you have now without Cabrera, um, I would say definitely go for free agents. Build around those players. I'm sure the Tigers have a very, very good farm system. So I would I would have to, you know, say definitely, you know, make changes in the office. Maybe they need a new manager. Maybe it, it, it could be a lot of things. But I, I will say... Um, the Tigers had nothing going on for them the past season. And, you know, we'll see how it goes for them. Yeah, I have to agree with that one. Um, so the loss of Miguel Cabrera is definitely going to affect their lineup because when you think of hitters on their team, uh, who else are you really thinking of besides Miggy? He's held their team together for years. He's now at the age of 39. Um what is it? The the Tigers made that trade for Javi Baez, which didn't really turn out to be that good. I don't know his stats because they're going to probably blind me or give me some sort of disease of how bad they were. I hate to say it. I love Javi with my full heart. But really, who else was holding that team together besides Miggy? I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, this Tigers team, yet again, proved disappointment. Um, getting Javi Baez... Um, to a multi-year deal, I mean, you have to think. And even with the new manager, A.J. Hinch. Um, I mean, thinking A.J. Hinch won a title in 2017 with the Astros. Um, thinking he'll be semi-decent for this Tigers team. Um, the Tigers do have young, not future stars. Um, they do have some young studs that could potentially take the place of what Cabrera's been doing all these years. Um, but Javi Baez needs to step it up. Um, he cannot be swinging at a ball that's uh, touched the ground and then he swings at it. I mean, that's just... I mean, if you swing at a ball, you at least try to hit it. Not It can't be 10 feet away from you and you're still trying to swing at it. Outside the zone, bouncing in the grass. I mean, like, I mean... That was maybe one of the top moments from the Tigers this year. Playing cricket. <laughs> uh, 
Javi, ba- Javi Baez. I completely forgot about him, to be honest. I mean, after that Mets run, I think everybody forgot about him, um, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, so I'm thinking, um, you know, Javi Baez was supposed to be definitely a key part of this team, but failed to do so. And um, he uh, he definitely was supposed to be that free agent guy that they were supposed to, you know, group up everybody with and maybe help people. Um, but obviously did not go down for Detroit. Hey, well, next up is the Twins, and I just think they just completely blew it this year. They had, like, everything going for them. They had – they signed Correa. They had, like, an elite closer in Joan Duran. They had Luis Arias uh, with the batting title, title. They had a healthy Byron Buxton, and they still couldn't make the postseason. So I just think they just blew it this year. This was their best chance, and they blew it. You know, uh, I think signing Correa to a one-year deal was their first mistake. Um, I think, really, Correa could be something special without all the talent he left in Houston. I think, you know, with all the talent that Minnesota holds, he can work with that. You know, uh, Arreyes is definitely, like, a very similar player to Jose Altuve. And, um, you know, they have, you know, Byron Buxton, who, you know, the uh, the Houston Astros failed to have a very elite defensive outfielder. And I feel like Byron Buxton was something that maybe Correa needed. Um, but, yeah, again... I, I feel like the Twins definitely should have signed Correa to a larger deal. You know, they had all the money that they could possibly have done, it dealt with. Um, and I think, again, like Donnie said, they blew it, and now they blew Correa, unless Correa wants the signs back. So that's really all. This Twins team, um, I mean, in my opinion, um was the top team coming into the 2022 season um, for the AL Central. Um, this, I mean, Byron Buxton was probably one of the key guys, uh, along with Duran. Um, I know Drew Urshela and Gary Sanchez got traded from the Yankees to the Twins. I didn't, I mean, I saw, I mean, I saw Gary Sanchez do somewhat decent, uh, G. Urshela, the same thing. Um, but, I mean, the Twins got those two key players um, to fill at catcher uh, when Joe Mara retired. Um, but Gary Sanchez was not the right choice. Um, even though he is a power hitter, but he was not doing anything for the Twins. Um, I mean, Correa, I mean, looking at him, he's not... Um, how do I say this? He's not, he got a one-year deal, um, which is, you cannot give Correa a one-year deal. Um, and now he's a free agent. Now you're losing a good shortstop. Um, and then all they really have is Byron Buxton in the outfield and small key players that will eventually not take them to a postseason berth. Um, and this Twins team is just looking more and more into into disappointment every year. 
Another team that's looking into major disappointment is the Los Angeles Angels. They're a waste. You're wasting Otani. You're wasting Trout. And even though it's looking kind of positive so far with Artie Montero selling the team and them acquiring uh, Tyler Anderson from from the Dodgers, it's definitely it's definitely not going to be great. There, you're with the uh, selling of the Angels. Hopefully, there will be somehow a change of heart. The rotation, though, is actually surprising. It's just the management. You have Otani, Anderson, Reed Detmers, Jose Suarez, and Patrick Sandoval on the rotation. It's a pretty solid rotation. But, you know what's not solid? Their record. 73-89 and 89 in, a, in a league that you're contending with the Mariners, who have been excellent this year and, all, and sadly have not been able to muster themselves up during the ALDS. Houston Astros... And and you also have the other no name teams like Oakland and Texas, but really you're you there's no effort being made to stick out in a very competitive league of the AL West, and I honestly think it's sad. But at the same time, we've been having this for over twenty years. It's definitely a disappointment. Signing with uh Tyler Anderson, it's the first multi year uh contract the Angels have signed since twenty fifteen. Three years, $39 million. And no, I just, there's so much wrong with this team. I'm just, it's just an immeasurable level of disappointment. Yeah, I mean, you know, you had exactly right with the uh, wasting Otani and Trout potential there. I mean, they are 100% two MVP caliber players. If they just had the team that won, um, they could be superstar you know, of course, every single year, top two players. You have two potential top two players in your roster, and your team is just not holding it. Your team is not holding them to that potential. And I'm not blaming it on Otani or Trout. I'm not saying, you know, th- these are two big players with who have been through two big injuries. You know, Otani had Tommy John. Um, Trout has these back problems. It's not looking bright for the Angels, but I do want to mention somebody else. Taylor Ward, um, one of my favorite outfielders right now, not because of his defense, but just hitting outfielders. He's like the guy you go to. Taylor Ward has been just fantastic, I would say. Um, you know, definitely deserves, you know, definitely deserves more praise than uh what, you know, you can't put all the spotlight on Otani and Trout all the time. So if, you know, Again, they had no Otani and Trout. Taylor Ward would be your guy, and he's definitely showed it throughout these past seasons. Yeah. Um, last year, um, when the second half started, um, they fired their manager Joe Madden, um, who I thought that was that was a good that was the right decision to make. Um, you know, I thought there's going to be this other guy who's going to manage this team. Um, and maybe get this Angels team going. That's not the case. Um, Otani clearly stated that he's not. He does not want to be traded. Um, and I'm, I'm, in my opinion, this Angels team can maybe have a winning record this season. Not most likely. Um, their pitching isn't the great. Isn't the greatest. Um, 
their bullpen got even worse getting rid of uh, Iglesias. Um, I mean, Otani um, gets out of his contract after 2023. Um, in my opinion, he needs to be traded before that. Um, he needs to be traded to a good team, um, get a few first good first-round picks, um, like we could do the Dodgers, the Yankees, uh, the Mets have some, um, the Phillies and Braves. Like You could do all those teams for Otani and get a couple of key players. Um, I mean, that's just something that the Angels need to think about, whether or not they want to keep Otani and keep having that losing record or trade Otani for a few key prospects that could help out their defense and then um, maybe have a somewhat winning record. I liked what Nick said when he mentioned that um, you can't put all the spotlight on Trout and Otani. They're really great players, especially when they're in their prime, but this season just wasn't both their season. Their, you know, their spectacular season. And one person uh, who didn't have their, their one of the greatest seasons was definitely Mike Trout. Dealing with his back problems and muscle spasms in, like, I think August, September, that was when it really got kind of bad. Uh, he was out of the lineup for a bit, and he really wasn't all, all that there. He wasn't, his hitting wasn't there, his defense wasn't there. That He, he just had a couple problems mentally, physically, because the physical definitely dealt with his mental. So um, that's definitely something that, that brought the Angels down. Yeah, and I kind of wanted to touch on what Sean said about the uh, the prospects in the league. You know, there's a ton of insanely good prospects. And I want to mention, uh, you know, Sean's favorite team, the Mets. I mean, the best possible thing for the Angels right now are, you know, trade for two positions that they do not have, Francisco Alvarez, the catcher, and Brett Beatty, the third baseman. And if they want pitching, I'm sure the Mets will just hand them Carlos Carrasco. Um, but all three young players, promising players, that Otani is worth. Otani is worth these players because Otani, Otani hasn't improved the team on the team or off the team. He hasn't improved it. And I feel like these young players, as they... Uh, as they rise to their potential, and I'm sure you know Alvarez and Beatty will definitely hit those uh, those high key marks. Um, I just don't I just don't think Otani um, is the right fit in in Anaheim. I mean, I just think um, personally that he should be traded for these young prospects, these young guys. All right, next we're going to talk about the Athletics end. For the season, they just got rid of everyone. Chris Bassett, Shamanaya, uh, Matt Chapman, Olsen, Starling Marte, uh, Marcano. I think I already said his name, but And, you know, they were just horrible this season, and that's probably why they just got rid of everyone. And now, that, now Rob Manfred's saying they are going to move to Las Vegas now. So what do you guys think about that? The Las Vegas move is something that's been planned for a really long time, and I'm finally glad that they're consi- that they're truly considering it. Uh, Oakland Coliseum, it's been falling apart. It was as as we all know in the 
the NFL podcast. It was originally a dual sports stadium, Raiders and Athletics. And it's really not built for Oakland. The fan base the fan base is great, but that's the only thing that's the only good thing left from the team. Steven Vogt, who retired, his fan base was amazing, cult hero, absolutely. But other than that, this the the stadium attendance rates, it's been declining always. So them got finally going to Vegas. It's definitely gonna be good. But at the same time, Oakland residents are only gonna have San Francisco. Team, as you were saying, they just purged everyone. It's like some strange attempt on Moneyball. Uh as you were saying, Bassett, Vo, uh, Montas, who who on the Yankees was not that great. And it's just a weird take on Moneyball. You're purging everyone good and there's like no set plan. It's strange out of Oakland. Yeah. Um this Oakland team was gonna be a team that could be that could have been good in the future. Um, but I mean, getting rid of their players, um, trading away all their players was just not the right move. And now moving uh, to Las Vegas, I mean, that's just that's just huge um, for the athletics. Um, I mean, what can the athletics really do? Um, what are we What are we seeing from this athletics team? And there's really nothing. Um, the Athletics have stated that they want to trade Sean Murphy, which is makes no sense. Um, it kind of makes a little sense, um, giving a top, maybe top 10 catcher in my opinion. Um, he had a, a pretty good season overall, Sean Murphy. Um, there's really nobody left on this Athletics team, uh, getting rid of Montas. Um, during uh, what was it All Star or the trade deadline? Yeah, I believe so. Um, I mean, there's really nothing else you could say for this overall athletics team. Um, I'm just—it's another disappointing team. Uh, as we said, the Angels have been disappointing. Um, the Red Sox have been disappointing. This is another disappointing team. Um, and uh, if they didn't trade all the—if they didn't trade away all their players, this would be a team that would potentially be a run for the AL West division. Um, definitely for the Astros, the Mariners, and the Athletics, if they had kept all their players. Yeah, the Oakland Athletics, the Las Vegas Athletics, um, just not, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this change to Las Vegas, um, but, uh, you know, Trading away Sean Murphy is definitely a bad idea. Uh, if if they wanted to play this money game, uh, they would definitely have to keep Sean Murphy because th- there's there's a problem with the MLB today, and I wanted to say this. Uh, I wanted to say this that a lot of teams play the money ball with free agency and they play the money game with free agency, but they they don't they don't follow through with keeping good players to attract said free agents to their team. Now let's say they wanted to attract Aaron Judge to their team. What would be the better idea? Trade away Sean Murphy or keep Sean Murphy, right? Um, And it it doesn't really make sense. Multiple MLB teams have done this in the past, and, you know, it, it, it just doesn't make much sense. You want to keep your star player, and if you have enough money, 
you sign these free agents and you get the team to a better standing point than what they are already. Um, actually, now I wanted to transition over to the uh, the Washington Nationals. Um, they uh, lost everybody. I guess it's safe to say. I mean, in the past five, six years, they've lost almost every star they've ever birthed. I mean, Harper, Turner, uh, Rendon, Scherzer, Soto, all of them are all gone. Um, And I think up next is Steven Strasburg. He's been injured. Uh, Definitely, you know, uh, they probably don't want to keep his contract, I would say. So uh, trading him away would probably be their option. Um, That's another player gone from that that big team. Um, But uh, the Nationals have always been this team, uh, except for that year that they won – the World Series 2019. I just, I just never thought of them highly until they have a worthy team to show that they can really contend. I mean, who's their best player now? Uh, uh, who, Joey Manise. Joey Manise or uh, who, who did the Padres trade to them? Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt is on their team now. The Padres traded uh, Luke Voigt to the Nationals. And he didn't have a great season. I, I, in my mind, he was like one of the best players on on the Nationals. But and saying he had a bad season is definitely talking low about them. And yeah, that's all I have to say about this garbage team. Another problem with the Nationals is that they have a young team, but a young team of not such developed players. But then the other side of this problem is that they got some old guys that. Is it they got old guys who who haven't been in their spot either. Like Nelson Cruz, he's 42 years old and haven't heard his name in a while. He's definitely not in that spot where they would where they could use him. But then, if if they could eventually develop all these young guys into good players, like most of their rosters under 30, I'd say yeah. And there's a lot of 20s, 22, 25. I definitely think that. They could be able to develop into the same team they were in 2019, maybe go back for another playoff World Series run. Yeah, when the Nationals had traded away Soto and Bell to the Padres, I was like, all right, the Padres need to give away some key prospects to get Soto. And I'm thinking the Nationals can maybe rebirth a little bit. Um, I mean, I didn't really see that. Um, I mean, it was... They already were having a bad season. They probably weren't um, going to let these prospects do anything, really. Um, but maybe we could see that starting of next season um, and definitely see what this Nationals team can maybe do. Um, as you said, Nick, trading Strasburg, um, maybe they can get a prospect, um, a one or two prospects um, that a team that wants Strasburg is willing to take. Um but I would like to see this Nationals team rebirth. Um, the 2019 Nationals, um, although they're in the same division as the Mets, um, as I hate the Nationals, um, I liked watching them in 2019. That was a special team. Um, and seeing that all go to waste the next couple of years, I mean, what are the Nationals doing here? I mean, do they want to let prospects run the Nationals? I mean, who knows?
Yeah, so uh, next we're going to have to talk about the Miami Marlins. Uh, the Marlins are what I like to call a an underdog. I would definitely call them the underdog of non-postseason teams. They have so much potential to to make these uh to make these team you know this team special. They have Sandy Al uh, they have Sandy Alcantara. They have Jazz Chisholm. They have so many monster players that could be so good. Um, but. It's just it it hasn't been working out lately. I mean, Jazz Chisholm, you know, he's 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 been the best hitter on this team, definitely. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, um, every other piece of this team isn't working for the Marlins. I mean, you know, you have Sandy Alcantara, who is a Cy Young, a a, a very high pick for the NL Cy Young Award. He was the best player on that team, along with Chisholm. I think they could have, they could have done like really, really great things, uh, including make the playoffs. You know, the Padres—they were right up there with the Padres, I would say. And I feel like that team has a lot of potential to grow and make sense out of their team. And since they have so much money. Uh, they could definitely play the money game with these two big contract players. I think they could definitely pull that off. If they get rid of some of their, you know, low role players, their bench players that they pay a lot, uh, they could definitely make sense out of this Miami team. Again, another one of the young teams is the Marlins. Um, they have Jazz Chisholm, as you mentioned before, 24 years old. Just a couple of... They only have a couple old heads on their team when you think about it. They have John Birdie, Joey Wendell, been there for a couple years. But I think they could still rebuild their team. It's not really going to be a rebuild. It's just going to be like a transformation more, you know? They have Jorge Soler, who went off completely last year, two years ago, in the World Series with the Braves. I'm pretty sure he won MVP, right? He won MVP? World Series MVP. Yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, what is it? So they could definitely turn their team into something that could eventually become, you know, maybe even maybe a title-winning team. Who knows? Next up on the docket is the Chicago Cubs, and it's it's like a pattern with all these like underdog teams. They're all, they're sending off a lot of players. The Cubs recently have Hayward and Contreras off the roster now of elected free agency. And since 2016, the Cubs have, like, they're, like, not not good but not bad there. They're competing with the with the Cardinals in the same division of AL Central, but as well as the Pirates, they're, like, they're like a middle ground, as I was mentioning earlier. Uh... Hayward, Contreras off. It's, it, it's really like they're like trying to aim towards a rebuilding stage, but at the same time, it's not like it. It's definitely, it's definitely a bit that could be desired, but at the same time, it's not really much to expect. They're stuck in the middle. Um. Yeah. I mean, this Cubs team. Um. There's not really much to talk about. Um, their pitching has 
in my opinion, gotten worse. Kyle Hendricks is getting way too old to be playing. Um, they got rid of John Lester. Um, Jose Quintana left. Um, and they have they have a lot of these rookie pitchers and rookie hitters. Um, and I want to briefly sit, talk about that. These rookie hitters can actually do something, um, in my opinion. This Cubs team is a rookie team um, and one of the few teams that are made up of a couple rookies. Um, losing Hayward and losing Contreras is going to be key. Um, but, I mean, if you trade Contreras to a team that desperately needs a catcher, like let's say the Mets, you're going to have to give a, uh, maybe one or two prospects, and that's going to add to this future young team for the Cubs. Um, I mean, I think I could see the Cubs taking second place in that division. I mean, you have the Cardinals, you have the Brewers. Um, I don't know. I mean, the Cubs can maybe be second place, third place team um, with this young team. Um, they did have a winning record. Uh, I believe it was 40-20 and 20 after the All-Star break. Um, I might be wrong about that. But this Cubs team definitely wants to bring out a challenge in the NL Central. And I, I can see that happening. Um, yeah, uh, this, this Cubs team, you know, again, one of the other teams that play this money game and they have young players, Nico Horner. Um, one of these good players, uh, definitely with a bright future. He's already one of the best shortstops in the league uh, defensively, and he, he has been, you know, just absolutely um, incredible, I think, for the Cubs. Uh, and again, just adding that one more piece with the young player is, is key for these teams. I mean, uh, you know, Having Ian Happ also on this team, I forgot to mention, uh, Ian Happ is definitely on my list for, I would say, a top 20 outfielder. He knows how to do basically everything. He's great on offense and defense, both sides, and he's just really just, he picks it up everywhere. And I feel like for that Cubs team, they need a veteran like Happ and, uh, it's definitely, you know, a lot better to, uh, you know, have veterans on these teams, especially with, um, you know, guys like Nico Horner, who they need veterans to uh, provide, I guess, better leadership for the team. Well, now I want to go, go over to the Rangers, and Rangers are an example of, Money does not buy World Series. They spent over half a billion dollars this offseason, I believe, picking out Marcus Semien, Cole Calhoun, uh, John Gray, and Corey Seager, and all of that just to finish fourth place in the AL West with a 68-94 and 94 record. Wow, that's really bad. Money really does not buy playoffs. Money does not buy happiness. Uh, the Rangers, they're they're in an interesting case with Texas. Big money, bad team. It's like everything in life. Uh, Nathaniel Lowe, he's a really good hitter. Uh, definitely would like to see more of him. Martin Perez, uh, another great starting pitcher. Jacob Rosie, he was sent from the Braves to the Rangers. 
But really, other than that, Rangers, they've definitely had a lot to desire. For the past uh, five years, they've had all losing seasons. And one or two good players could really shape something. It's it's really an optimistic outlook, but at the same time, how are they going to do it? Yeah, the Rangers have spent way too much money, um, in my opinion. Simeon was not worth that much money. Um, and Corey Seager wasn't worth that much money as well, um, in my opinion. Um, Corey Seager has been an okay shortstop uh, the past couple of years. Um, and then they're also looking into buying or getting DeGrom for four to five years, $150 million. Um now I want to say I I don't think he's worth it. Um, he's gonna get injured again. Um, although he is one of the best pitchers for for the Mets, he was. I don't know what he will do if he goes to the Rangers. Um, but I mean I wouldn't spend so much money um, on Degrom, and especially if he gets injured again, um, then the Rangers would have spent 150 million dollars on a guy that's gonna play 15 games two months worth of games um and then the rangers are not going to have a winning record and that's just sad i mean spending half a billion dollars and not getting a winning record um i mean the al west is tough you have the astros you have the mariners oh you could have potentially the angels um the athletics are just going to stay in last place because they're terrible we all know that um but i mean we'll see what happens with this Rangers team, uh, they're definitely going to be buyers for this offseason. Moving on now to free agency. As you mentioned, DeGrom, definitely the Rangers definitely have an eye on him. And as well as Bassett, Bassett elected free agency from the Mets, but Diaz, uh, the most the most paid closer in in the league right now, being in the world of Chapman, five years, $103 million. Some other notable, some other notable free agents include Justin Verlander. I definitely want to see him uh, moving from Houston. He's been, although he's been a great asset for Houston and a great pitcher overall, definitely seen him over where being being valuable for something like the Yankees to go along with with Gary Cole. You also have Aaron Judge. We all know him, sixty-two home runs guy. Great guy, great pitcher, but San Francisco, out of all teams, you would expect he's been looking, he's been looking at them, and they were once a dynasty. So maybe the acquisition of Judge could really kickstart them. You also have uh, Carlos Rodon, pretty decent pitcher. Having him on the market definitely gonna have some things going for him. I feel like, as you were saying earlier. The Rangers may definitely need to improve their pitching, so maybe Rodon would be a good asset. Yeah, and I actually wanted to do something kind of fun. Uh, I wanted to see everybody's hot takes on who is going where this offseason. Um, you know, we have top 10 uh, free agents here. Uh, we're going to start at 10. Wilson Contreras, uh, Jorge. Wilson Contreras and where he'll where where will he go? Now the Cubs right now not looking too good. So to be honest, I think that 
I think the Cubs might need to re-sign him. I feel like if they don't do anything like that, they might be in an even worse position than they are right now. Um, Wilson Contreras is definitely he's, – he's a really good catcher. I mean, um, he's definitely been that part that's been holding them together. His defense is pretty good. His offense has been okay. But I think that he should be re-signed by the Cubs. All right. My biggest hot take – Jacob DeGrom to the Orioles. No further comment. My biggest hot take, um, I'm going to have to go with, uh, let's see. Um, I'm going to go with Justin Verlander to the New York Mets. Well, that's, uh, that's a bit surprising. Um, I think my hot take uh, out of these top ten free agents, um, I'm going to have to say Trey Turner. Um, Trey Turner... Uh, said he wanted to go back to the East. Uh, he never described whether or not he wants to go to the AL or NL. Um, the Nationals and Marlins do not seem buyers. Um, the Mets could be buyers, although we already have Lindor for the next eight years. Um, I say Turner goes to the Phillies. I think that's the best option for him. Uh, Braves, I have them re-signing Swanson. Um, I mean... Yeah, Turner to the Phillies. I see him happening. Chapman to the to the Marlins. He definitely wants to be in Miami. Uh, it's the only logical thing. And that about wraps it up for uh, this week's podcast for the MLB. Uh, we'll see you next week. 